Hi guys and welcome back to Love Stuff with Polina. This episode is probably our best one yet. We had Carolyn in the studio. It was fucking amazing. We talked about manifesting men, our intentions, writing love letter love letters to our special someone, which I know you're already rolling your eyes. I can feel it, but it's great. I almost shed a tear and my cold stone heart, it's, you know, it's a lot to do. Um, our feature for this episode is also Ease and Wellness Therapy. Uh, Jenica, who owns it uh, in North Vancouver, is brilliant. Her massage skills are on point. Um, her studio is absolutely phenomenal guys if you need a really good massage therapist she's also a reiki master and a yoga instructor and she will make you feel great she will fix whatever you're dealing with uh she's great for spinal stuff um she fixed my left arm which that's a whole other story that i need to get into um, so check out Ease and Wellness Therapy uh, everywhere, and they're located in Moksha Yoga in North Vancouver. Um, other than that, follow us on Twitter, Love Stuff Show. Email us, lovestuffpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you soon. We have uh, a couple very fun episodes planned out. I can't wait. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? <laughs> Hello. I am well. How are you, Paulina? <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and, mm, okay. All right. There we go. We got it. We're good. Get comfy. Oh, yes. I wish they had, like, couches in here. <clears throat> Do you want this chair, maybe? No, because okay. I like leaning back. Okay. One day I'll have it in my apartment. Can't wait to see where this goes for you <laughs> okay. and to be an early All right. guest. So, 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 so. Okay. I had a guy here. I interviewed a guy Monday, and then he asked me out. So, because girl, <laughs> if you're looking like that during your interviews, you're no, 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 no. getting asked out. I did dress up like I had like off the shoulder top, like tight skirt, like cute little shoes and. Love it. He has very um, nice hamstrings and um, what do we call like to call like a backside? Great. You found him on Tinder. Tinder. Great. Do you straight up just say to guys like I'm doing a? It's actually an ad. I'll show it to you. Oh, I'll read it out. My gosh, I love this. You're so legit with it. I love it. I'll read it out to you. And I haven't like I was really doing it for a while. and I should probably turn my phone off. And, uh, okay, so Sorry, this is... I'm literally so hungry right now. Oh, that's fine. So, it's what it says is, are you tired of people complaining how dating sucks in Vancouver? Maybe you've also have been trying really hard to find someone decent with no luck. I'm trying to get to the bottom of the problem why dating is so frustrating. If you're cool, funny, and willing to share your stories on a podcast and try something new, I'm one swipe away. And then, like, an arrow, you know. Can see this? <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's on your profile. Yeah, not like an actual ad. I'm not crazy. You but go, girl. That's amazing. And then um, that's so great. Yeah, and then I wrote, "Don't be shy. Please message first if you're interested." Because a lot of, I'm assuming you're reading the profile, swiping I think, right. I think so. This is something we can discuss. I think that some people do and some people don't. 
And so... Because I know that I don't always... Message first? Read the profile. Sometimes... Well, Sometimes some nights I'm just lying there and I'm like... Do, swiping do, 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 through. Sometimes I will do like a mass swipe right. But so this is an interesting thing that I noticed. So before this stupid ad that I... I should say stupid. Before the ad that I put up, um, I would basically go through every guy... And judge every photo and go through, like, a little bit of the bio, see how big it was, like, age, area, maybe school. I don't really care about school. And um, and as long as I didn't say, like, school of hard knocks and, like... Oh, my God, that's the worst one. YouTube University. Dear men, please stop saying school of hard knocks. Stop. It's the worst. It's the worst. And the actual worst. And I would I would notice that like I wouldn't get as many matches, and then the guys that I would message would never respond. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then once I did that right up, and I would just swipe right on, I would kind of uh, really quickly maybe click on three photos, and if they looked cool, I swiped right. Like I didn't even I didn't care about anything, and I got so many matches. Which I was so confused about of some of the dudes that I matched with. And I was like, huh, either you're not reading my profile and you're also doing a mass swipe, swipe right. Or what the fuck is going on? And then. But can I just say, I think that <clears throat> a topic of conversation for all first dates and in general is how dating is really hard. Like you're obviously on the app for a reason. For a reason. So it's like, it's the it's the perfect common thread if you just call it out right away. Yeah. And um, I personally hate when people write, like I was talking to the, the guy Reed the other day and he was, um, one of the podcasts that we recorded didn't save. And so unfortunately it's lost into the abyss of the, of the world. Um, he was saying like things that he hated that girls do on tinder was um how they will write i mean guys do this too don't know why i'm here friends made a bet like just we're all here i know we're all doing this you I might know. as well just admit to it like if you don't act if you're gonna play that little game d just delete it one of my favorite things on the flip side of that is if someone is really blunt about looking for a serious relationship versus I'm just, I'm not looking for anything serious. I think that's a really great, I've been on Bumble though, which I feel like is a little bit like less casual than Tinder. And I really always appreciate when a guy can write in his profile. Like the, I think it's because I find clarity and knowing what you want to be a very attractive quality. So if someone can like straight off the bat, not be afraid to be like, I am not looking for hookups, then I think that's really cool. But here's my problem with that. I can't tell what I want from you after maybe three <laughs> times that I've seen you or met you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, if I'm... I guess it depends on people. So maybe some people are, they know, like, I literally just want to have, like, a fuck buddy for... But what's interesting about that, maybe in terms of our different dating styles, is that for me, it's all about intention. So right. it's So I just matched with a guy recently, and he... Basically, I initiated because it was Bumble, and I was really straightforward. I was like, based on your smile, we should just skip the banter and go on a date. And he was like, great. And he was like, just thought you should know that I'm not looking for anything serious. And with, to which I responded, I am looking for something serious. So good luck out there. Happy bumbling. Have fun. And then that's okay, that. Okay, that's great. So for me, like, I really appreciated having that intention because I was about to drive out to freaking... 
Crescent Beach for like a Ew. paddleboard day. You know what I mean? Like, ew, but that would have been a great date. <laughs> I mean, I'll find another great date yeah. to go paddleboarding with me, but like, I feel like for me, it's all about the intention. I, I do appreciate if someone, like, if things are going well and then you kind of set up, like, okay, let's go on a date or do whatever. And, and at that moment, they will say, just so you know, I think that's great. Um, but sometimes, when, like, I'll get, guys will be like, oh, what are you looking for? Well, I don't know. I, I do. Obviously, everybody wants to be in a relationship at the end of the day right? Everybody wants to have that special person, whether you want to call it a relationship, a partner, a, a dude, a girl, someone that you're just, you know, is with you. It's like your, your person. Um, whatever you want to call it, at the end of the day, everybody wants somebody. So it makes it hard, you know? I don't know what I want from you. <laughs> I haven't met you yet. Maybe you got a good body and I'm like, oh yeah, no, we can only like hang out like four <laughs> times. And then I'll get be sick of you. <laughs> or, you know, I could go the other way. I don't fucking know. I'm going to stop chewing so we can actually get to the... F- oh, no, no, it's all good. Um, all right, so tell me about your date recent dating experience. <laughs> um, met a guy on Bumble. Decided to meet pretty much right away. Um, I think connected in terms of just pictures and things in our description around loving the sunshine and the beach and surfing. I think we initially connected on travel and a place that we'd gone together. And then we tried to make it work for a month of dating, but he works in an industry that makes it really difficult to see him frequently. And I think I ultimately realized that I've come to a point where I am really clear on what I want in a relationship and it's okay to be unapologetic about what I need. And for me, I need that consistency and I need that communication. So it just didn't end up working out and it really sucks because at the end of the day, you get to this point where you think to yourself, it is really hard to meet someone that you really get along with. It is really hard to meet someone that you feel really great about in terms of the future. And maybe I did give that up too fast, but it's also knowing that you want something different from a relationship. And if it's not there in the first month, then it's probably best just to keep on moving. Which one might argue is the issue with online dating, right? Because I know that he'll find someone else and I'll find someone else, but should we not have this world that we live in right now, both of us may have tried harder. But, I mean, it's that game of not playing what if because it happened already, but it's also, I feel like it was a really big one to just test myself in terms of how far I've come in terms of my own self-worth and my own ability to stand up for myself and what I want in a relationship because I think a previous version of me might have just been like you know what it's okay that I only see him once every seven days and we don't really communicate between then right that is not a relationship you know and if I'm hearing from you that I'm not seeing you till a a date range that you think you might be available that's not me really feeling like you're into it and I think anytime you get to a point in a relationship where you start to question if the other person is interested I think that's not a good place for either side so yeah that's the most recent one it really sucks and I'm sad how long are you guys dating for we weren't even we were just seeing each other for a month but I suppose I can see why it's super fresh but I could see why it's new for him just because a week ago we talked about kind of not seeing other people but then I was noticing a lot of 
behaviors around things like actions not coming through and by no fault of his to be honest I think he really truly did try his absolute best and he gave me everything that he possibly could it's just that there's just a lot going on in his life right now I think he's one that I can speak to in terms of it was just really nice to get to know him but it just didn't work out and who knows what happens in the future but for now it just isn't what I want and I'm older than you I think so how old are you 33 oh you're not that much older than me how old are you I'm 29 in December yeah I feel like I've been doing the online dating thing for a lot like three years now oh girl I've been doing it for much longer than that but I feel like I've gotten to the point where it's like it's okay to just be super clear on what you want and what you need and it's I always talk I was talking to a friend about it at work today where it was like it really is that shopping thing of wanting that perfect pair of pants or that dress and you know exactly what that dress looks like you know how it's gonna fit you and so you could buy all the dresses you think that maybe look like this dress but then one day you see it and you'll just know and I feel like there was a good debate that we had, my friend and I, um, around how that can be dangerous sometimes because it doesn't give people a lot of breathing room to prove themselves to you mm-hmm. because it takes time to get to know someone. So, I mean, it's, like, super fresh. So, of course, there's a part of me that's like, wait a minute, did I give it enough time? But also just needing to trust that, like, I, I went there for a reason. I had this moment where I was like, I can't do this anymore and I need to trust that in myself first and foremost yeah it's it's hard dating somebody who isn't available right like they might be emotionally available but they're like time wise they're not around and it's how how do you build something when they're just I'm here this day I'm here that day and like oh I got like three hours on Monday to see you and it's like well I have to like work on your schedule it's it's kind of shitty even though who knows what have like could have happened, but I I hate living in the what have could have. You know what it ultimately came down to is that we'd seen each other last week and he had some family visiting and then it was this moment of me really trying to feel like I was putting myself out there. So it was me communicating when are you free next? Like, Thursday's great for me, the weekend's great for me, and being really trying to be open and communicative and vulnerable in my own way about mm-hmm. being like, I would love to see you. And then his response being, I think I might be free on the 20th of August. And it's the oh. 14th right now. And I get his industry is dictates his availability, but to me, the question comes up of within the next six days, then you can't make time to see me. for like 30 minutes or like half an hour and it's like again another conversation a friend of mine and I had today was like you look at men who have affairs or women who have affairs who have kids you can make time you can make time you can make time and so it's just knowing in those moments that if that makes me start to question my self-worth and that's no longer a healthy place for me to be whether that's true or not in terms of he really genuinely I think does want to make time did want to make time and I feel like he really put a lot of pressure on himself to be the best person that he could be when we hung out so that it was really stressful for him to think about like I've only got an hour let's hang out so my interpretation of that is nothing but kindness and compassion for where he comes from but 
I just get really, and I told him this, I was like, I just get really excited about when I meet someone I get along with and I just want to spend time with that person. Like if anything, it's a compliment to you. So you shouldn't feel sad about it. I'm just telling you what I need. And I'm saying that I like you so much and I'd love to see more of you. And I'm just haven't been getting what I need. So unfortunately, how did you guys break it off? So I had been texting him and he was away with family and I kind of asked to have a call with him and then he didn't respond till like midnight because he was busy with his family fine and then I put forward meeting soon so we could have a chat and my intention was to either over the phone or in person just communicate that I'm having some insecurities and challenges around not being able to commit to dates and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it just never happened and so I kind of honestly It's been less than 24 hours, but I truly think I just kind of exploded in terms of the way that you try to compromise in a relationship with someone when you hold it in for too long, there's triggers. So as soon as the trigger was like the language of, I think I'm free like six days from now between this day and this day, it wasn't like I'm free on this day, let's do something. Mm -hmm. It was, I think that language of I think and him not being able to communicate whether it was his intention or not was just that push I needed to text him back. And I just said, gotcha. And I said, um, hey, this is tough for me, but it sounds like you can't commit to this as much as you might want to right now. So I'm going to take a step back. And it totally caught him off guard. He was like, what? Where oh. is this coming from? He's like, uh, that's fine. I think his response was something along the lines of, it's all up to you or like you do you or something and I was like okay so I will I'm yeah right (laughs) like so then it kind of shows you that at the end of the day that he's hearing that I'm not getting what I need and he's not but he's not doing anything about about it it, so I think and again it's super fresh and a part of me is super conscious of this being on air and potentially being a unique enough story that he'll know who he is but honestly no hard feelings at all and I just um but you know what it it could because it's still so fresh there could be a possibility where maybe hopefully um he thinks about that and if he understands like the whole I think language maybe things could go better who knows I don't know. I, I really think that at the end of the day, it's all a bit of a crapshoot, Paulina. Yeah. I really feel like I have this history with men where they'll meet me and it's they're super into it. And they're, I have this, maybe it's just a story I tell myself, but I tend to meet a lot of guys who overpromise really early. Yeah. They get really excited about all the things that you could do together and where you're going to go together and how they want you to be a part of their life. And I'm usually the one in those first couple of weeks or months that is kind of thinking well let's just see where it goes and it's not because I don't want to meet someone great to be my partner it's not because I don't want to have a relationship it's because we we don't know buddy like you need to like you might move you know what I mean and and I think again that's it's so hard to not have past relationships influence that but I dated a guy for a while that I met online and it was really great and he moved like out of nowhere, like a year and a half later. And it's like, I thought we'd been planning our future. So at the end of the day, I think I'm really in this mode where it's like, let's just see where it goes. Because I mean, see where it goes, again, looping back to 15 minutes ago with the intention of, I would really like to have an exclusive relationship with you. But it's so hard because you want to project onto this new person 
all of the ideas of who they could be for you and seeing the real version of people, not your dreamed version of it, is what I think the beginning of relationship is all about. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I love what you were saying about, like, when you first meet someone and then you start saying, like, all the things that you can do. Like, I think I told you recently, the guy that, like, I, I, I met, he went away to work in the states and then he just ended up being like a total fraud yes like a wife and two this is how we connected in the first (laughs) place because you were p.s for the record you were already feeling kind of fishy about that well this is the fun because like two one week or two weeks into us communicating after we first met i was like am i crazy for thinking that he's coming back like am i crazy because um because our conversations would be kind of like, I can't wait to do this with you. I can't wait to go to this kayak thing. Right? I can't wait to see you. I can't, I miss you. Da, 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 da. And I was reading back the messages because I was like, wait, am I making this shit up? Totally. Absolutely with you. And then he sends that stupid, like, sure, why not fucking message. And yeah, you lose it. You fucking lose it. I feel it. like it's such a funny thing. It might be, and I'd love to hear your perspective having spoken to both guys and girls, but it's like they know to say these things to you, to project on the future, and then as soon as they kind of get you in a place where they feel safe and like that stuff is all going to happen, it's like then they just kind of start slacking off a bit and... I don't know what it is, but to hear that someone else experiences the same thing is really interesting to me. I think it's people wanting to live in that dreamlike state. Yes. Agreed. And then realizing the reality that, A, you actually don't like this person. (laughs) (laughs) And like now you've made all these, like, commitments and, like, oh, my God, we're going to go kayaking on Sunday or whatever. Or B, you're just realizing, like, those things are not realistic, either from, like, schedules or whatever. And, or it's, you're hopeful for those things to happen because you've always wanted to do those things. I always tell myself now that if I'm telling somebody, like, oh, my God, we should go, like, rent a boat on a Sunday and just, like, go for a couple hours. I'm like, if I'm projecting that idea onto a guy I kind of, like, I like, but I'm not obsessed with. I probably should just go get my friends and do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. I might as well just do that thing by myself and then have the need to do the actual activity yeah. out of the way. For sure. And then realize, do I actually like this dude? So that's what I've kind of been trying to do too around, I think there's a huge vulnerability to just being genuinely yourself. And... I think when you meet people who make you feel really comfortable to just be yourself, for example, you and I, like we, we mm-hmm. know each other, but yeah. we're not like, we haven't known each other since childhood or anything, but you make me feel really comfortable. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about being around someone that you can be unapologetically you around. And I think if unapologetically you means that you're going to need to really express how you feel once in a while in a way that might be super dramatic or you might need to be a dreamer or you might need to whatever it is you should be able to be that person with someone you're in a relationship with and that goes for friendships Mm -hmm. or whatever it is as well so something that I always tell myself too is I am with my best friends and one in particular, and if she ever hears this, she'll laugh, but she always says there's two kinds of people that text different ways, like the mm-hmm. ones that text, like, 
15 texts in a row about their day and then people who just Me. text like one line like yeah. hey I'm <laughs> definitely the first one Me, when I love you and I and I you're important in my life I want to share my life with you yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to be like oh my god the cutest dog just walked by and yeah. blankety blank and it'll be so purpose like absolutely no purpose but it's me just wanting to share my world with you and I feel like I realized same as your boating thing when you meet someone new sometimes I just have to tell myself you don't need to like text the new person this they don't even know you they don't know just talk to your best friend like just (laughs) chill out for two seconds and don't go full but then it kind of makes me sad because that's who I am you know I what I know. mean like why do I have to and I look back at this I've actually another relationship to share with you um with a guy that I met online a year ago we had our first date in October um I will definitely tell him to listen to it but he took me on a date he's actually the only guy who ever planned a proper date in terms of not just like let's meet for coffee or grab drinks right. he took me out on his scooter we had a oh. picnic under the stars like he brought food like a blanket and was just like one of the most thoughtful people ever it didn't work out mm-hmm. um but we still talk and he's someone who like i almost immediately just felt comfortable sharing the dumbest things with and to this day even though we didn't work out we still just send each other like random gifts and like things that we see and like mm-hmm. the meals that we eat and it's like you think to yourself like how is it that that person made me so comfortable and I think it goes back to that person speaks my language and I feel mm-hmm. like I can be so genuinely me around them and I do believe that he feels the same way in that then the interest in a relationship with each other is not just based on I want something out of you, mm-hmm. but it's based on I genuinely find you interesting and I like being around so you. fun, you yeah, know? And yeah, I just yeah. think that that's so wonderful. And I think it's just too bad that we have to hide that sometimes for fear of being too exuberant or too happy or yeah. too loud or too whatever it is. And I think that that for me at least, comes back to a self-esteem thing where I'm trying to be what people want to see when I know that that's not me. So I look to my friends a lot for like how I feel around them as my compass for that's at minimum how I should feel with someone who I'm going to welcome into my world as a partner. So Yeah, I've I've been recently having kind of trouble on first dates because like I think our personalities are quite similar where we, yeah, we just love to be ourselves. And I know it can be, I know I have a loud personality and I can be dramatic and, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, but on a first date, it's like, okay, so what part of me do I need to show for them to like me and not think that I'm fucking crazy? <laughs> but because they don't know me, they don't know that that this is just me. Like, I'm yeah. just, I just like to do this and da 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 um, and I find it really irritating that I have to, like, drop myself yeah. to, like, a 60%. Yeah. And then I like to maybe, like, on the third date, bring out, you know, a little bit more. Personality. A little bit I more. I think for me on first dates, I, I don't ever try to hide it. But I'm, I'm also someone who, so as a job, I work a lot with clients and partners and people all the time. And I think, I like to think that one of my skills is the ability to really just kind of 
read people in a way that I can mm-hmm. kind of adjust the way that I am based on mm-hmm. their communication style or just be really aware of body language or mm-hmm. perceptiveness or willingness to have a conversation. And I really like to try to get down to what makes that person human in a way that's relatable to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of mindset that I go into first dates with in terms of you're just two strangers who think you might be interested in each other and just really trying to be respectful of that really new space that you're in Mm -hmm. and trying to like not necessarily hide it but just suss it out like Mm -hmm. it's but I totally get what you mean I don't think that I mean like you and I just meeting or even friends if with girlfriends I mean it takes time too right so yeah, I feel like yeah. both of us have, like, an advantage for, because of our jobs. Obviously, you get to meet so many people, and you have to al- always start a conversation most of the time, right? Exactly. And I have to start a conversation, yes. too. Even though people are coming to me, I have to make them comfortable. Yes. And yeah. so it is easier on a first date to kind of drive the conversation because yeah. that's and what I we're do all day. Our, we're, we're in our late 20s, early 30s, right? So at this point in time generally out of a curiosity to just know people which I love I love the idea of just meeting people mm-hmm. I mean I can hold a conversation with Almost pretty anybody. much anyone yeah. for like an hour and a half minimum yeah if I had to and I yeah. usually find something really interesting in almost everyone that I meet but very very rarely does that turn into something that I want to pursue more or that I feel like wants to be pursued on the other end and I mean that's when you have those moments where you're like oh my god like that's when you start projecting those dreams and ideals Mm -hmm. and thinking to yourself like oh my god you're also someone who loves to surf that is amazing and I tell my (laughs) girlfriends this when they hear that I'll meet someone new and they'll always laugh at me and be like you know he's not the only human being who loves California there's probably <laughs> 150 other humans in the mm-hmm. world who also love that but I'll somehow idealize that as like oh my god he's oh my best. god he's yeah. like amazing we have so much in common <laughs> and my girlfriends always make fun of me because they're like dude off the pedestal off yeah. off like <laughs> I have that problem yeah I have that pro- I'll meet somebody who like either has like the job that I think I can be proud of or what yes. they're doing or like kind of like their level in life yeah, or like yeah. their position in life and the <laughs> things that they're doing and I'm like oh my god I found you because like that's kind of <laughs> what I want <laughs> and then they're an asshole <laughs> and I'm like oh well, shit um so funny I know it's it's ho- yeah it's okay so but on, on being an asshole or a dick or whatever those words we use to describe people when they just don't behave in the probably best humanly possible way, I think it always comes from a place of hurt or insecurity around how a situation makes you feel if you're going to be reactive in a way that's super negative or not thoughtful in terms of a response because... I have dated guys now who are so great and then when it comes to the end for whatever reason it's like this whole other side comes out in them where it's like I'm sorry like what are you even saying to me right now like this is like it's not even Jekyll and Hyde it's just that in that moment I think you're caught 
in not knowing how to communicate so you say things that come out like I almost it's hard for me to call someone an asshole or a dick but it is easy to say like oh my god he reacted in that way like Mm -hmm. what a jerk you know but at the end of the day there's probably so much more there to be considered so it's a funny thing because I'm sure girls can be assholes too. <laughs> well, I, I, one of like my mottos is "bitches be crazy." Like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> we can go fucking insane. I have a theory that at the end of the day, it's all about just finding a guy who can handle your crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a convers- or a person, people who can handle your crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a conversation last night about this. This is an interesting conversation. So we were talking. It was me and another guy. We were talking about relationships. And I think I asked him, like, what was your worst relationship? And he told me his story. And he's like, what was your worst relationship? And I told him mine. And he's like, what was your best relationship? And I was like, well, if I had a best relationship, I'd be in it. (laughs) He's like, so you've never had a good relationship? I'm like, well, they always started good. Of course. Obviously. And obviously they ended bad because we're not together. But it's a whole other topic of conversation probably not for today but I'm happy to come back around (laughs) um one of my best relationships ever is a person who I will always love so much and we just we can't be together in that way like we Mm -hmm. have to love each other from a distance but every single breakup after him I know I can handle because of him and I learned Mm -hmm. so much about myself in terms of how strong I can be, how independent I can be, how loved I can be. He is the relationship that taught me. He's the blueprint for all my other relationships. And if you asked me what my great relationship was, it Mm -hmm. would be him. And we didn't end up together. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we ever will, but we keep in touch and we have this really... It's inexplicable because when we're together, we're both kind of speechless about it. We just have this, like, love and attraction for each other that is also really deep-seated and respect for each other so that we know that the right thing to do is not to try to turn that into a situation where we're dating, but just Mm -hmm. to kind of love each other from a distance. Right. So it's one of those tragic love stories. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I guess I also have one like that as well, but I would not call it, like, my best relationship. I think it was the most uh, traumatic relationship in the sense that, like, that person will constantly keep popping in my head. Or, like, oh, I met this person, but... And then, but so-and-so did that. And, like, you always compare that... The new guy to this one dude that you're kind of like, fuck, like, why can't you just get out of my head? Oh, but the, so the guy who's my best relationship Mm -hmm. was also my worst. Exactly. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. It was the worst, most toxic relationship you could ever imagine. But it was also the best, most intense, passionate, loving, everything that I didn't even know could exist relationship Mm -hmm. and then that becoming a bit of a barometer but also the worst in terms of I never want to be treated like that either so yeah it's um it's funny how people can come in and out of your life like that yeah and it's good to have I think even though it's hurtful I think it is good to have a relationship like that where you can know what you can have yeah and know what what you you can handle yeah what you can handle what you don't want 
and confidently say like no I do not want a yeah. person that does this this and that yeah. um, that is really important but yeah it was an interesting conversation to have that like oh when he was like so you don't have a best one and I'm like well it's hard to like well, I be think in it. it but I think it's because you're defining best as it equals a relationship my best because would be yeah my best would be well, that conversation kind of went into how in my early 20s and like late teens or whatever I was a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> like looking back onto the things that I did to these guys I was a fucking bitch <laughs> and I think at 25 I realized that you can't do this and I, I kind of stopped dating for a while because I was like, I can't date anybody until I figure out my own yeah. stuff. I can't project all of my problems onto somebody and expect them to fix them for me somehow and be my little Band-Aid. Never. Um, but yeah, that's a story for another fucking day. I feel like we could just do like three more podcasts out of this one. Oh, we 100% <laughs> can. 100%. Okay, well, we'll go into like lighter questions. So, all right, we went through that. Um, so... On when you were saying like you could have a um, conversation with somebody for um, like hour hour and a half, have you ever been on a date where you're having kind of like the best time with them, but there is zero attraction? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. And you're having an amazing time and you're having an amazing conversation. They're so interesting and you feel zero. And they want a second date. So much, yes. Do you go on the second date? No, never. What do you say? I have, I actually have a pre-canned response <gasps> to it. I don't think, I delete people off my phone pretty quick if you're not okay. a part of my life. So, but I think I've said enough times to know, but the pre-canned response is usually, so it usually comes right after. So typically I know that I'm not interested but again, to be a decent human being, I'll stay for the date and just genuinely, out of curiosity, want to get to know them. And then the next day or that night, it'll be like, that was great. Would like to mm-hmm. see you again. Which in itself also is an issue because just because I like had a nice conversation with mm-hmm. you does not mean I, I want to see I you know. again. Yeah. So that's another question because a girlfriend of mine who's dating and I were talking about like, the cues you give guys when it's just like you're not seeing a second one. So it's very clear. That's a separate thing. But my pre can response goes along the lines of, hey, really great to meet you. Don't think I'm the person for you. Just didn't really see chemistry with you. Uh, Really hope you find the person you're looking for. I just want to be honest. And that's usually, I can actually almost say that it is always met with a thank you. And just like yeah, you all can't get mad you. at that answer. No. And I, I've once I had a guy. We had a great conversation. He was so funny. He had a South African accent. And he was so, he just, we had such a great, we closed down the bar, that kind of thing, you know? Like laughing, talking, like get along really well. And then um, the next day he texted me that he had reconnected with someone else in his life and that it was really great to meet me, but maybe we could just be friends because the conversation was great. And honestly, after a first date, sure. Like, why not? Like, I'm not, you're not, I'm not looking at you like, you're my guy. But I also feel like I knew, you know, when I Mm -hmm. met him that like, yeah, he's pretty cute. I could probably maybe date him and Mm -hmm. that could be interesting. But you could also tell maybe that there wasn't like the strongest of chemistry as well. So, and I really, honestly, I, I so very much appreciated that right off the bat. He's like, hey, 
just reconnected with someone, don't know where it's going. And so it's funny because I've used that exact same line on someone else mm-hmm. because I know what it feels like to just be honest now. So I've used, yeah, verbatim, like, hey, I met someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, really want you to find someone else great too. And it's usually met with, like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not, like, ghosting yeah. or breadcrumbing me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, breadcrumbing. Oh, God. Good fucking lord like i can't believe i don't think that i would do the breadcrumb i would just be like peace <laughs> there there's a guy that's currently breadcrumbing me and he's been breadcrumbing oh, dump him two- definitely ditch him oh i it's at this point i'm just collecting his dick pics um, oh god that is where this started yeah. talking about dick, dick pics because yeah. i have let this be on the record that I have never received yeah, a Yeah, this is the shocker. You've never had a dick pic. I have never. Because if, if someone starts talking to me along the lines at all remotely of they could potentially send me a dick pic, I shut that down oh, so fast. No. It's like an immediate, like, gone. I have a problem with that. I have a problem. Like, I have oh, never seen a dick come to me in image form ever like via my phone i would like to <laughs> never ever ever see that i am so fine with keeping that the way that it is <laughs> but i remember that's when we first started chatting because yeah, yeah. you were like what <laughs> yeah i'm like uh you want to go through my phone no i really i'm good thank you so much um yeah he at this point it's just funny that he just keeps messaging me like yesterday he messaged or two days ago he's like hi lady I didn't at this point I'm just so tired of talking to him because the conversation literally goes nowhere for two years Ditch it. and then today he messages me hi again and I'm like hi again what like we have nothing <laughs> to this is the, literally the extent of our conversations it's hi hi how are you good how are you good how are you oh and then God. like four days later hi hi how are you like what are we talking about? Why do you keep messaging me? Anyways. We're just going to... I'm just going to need to grab your phone there and just going to have to Delete clear it. Yeah, that no, no, one yeah, out. Yeah. He's not in my phone. Like, it's just on WhatsApp. It's just like, you know. But also, there. what do you do after a first date when you have a really great conversation and he tries to see you again? Right. Okay. So there's like two things, two, two ways this can go. So um, I have had recently dates where you meet the person. We've had great conversation. And um, I used to always pride on myself that I could read body language really well and I would know instantly if a guy was into me or not. And, like, the few dates that I went on, my first dates, I'd be, like, confused. I was, they're into me, but I feel like they're not into me. And I'd be like, okay, I'll let them guide the way because I don't want to make um a judgment like right away on this person i had a great time with them and yeah. usually like people are really nervous on the first date who the fuck knows what's oh, going so on you're nicer than me whereas i'm just I'll like i'll do a no. second yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'll do a second date that's very kind of you i'm i'm unless i really know that i i'm like this was really good but i really felt zero from you hold up so my question to you then is on your second date, are you frequently affirmed that your hesitation from the first date was correct? Or have you been surprised on date two and been... Well, this is also another one of my problems is that (laughs) I'm a really good flirt on a date and I subconsciously do, like, I send out the signals that I'm physically interested in you but I probably am not. 
Ooh, that and is I, like, so confusing, girl. I don't know. <laughs> I've caught myself doing things, being like, why are you doing this? Right. Like, this is going nowhere. Why are you... Um, it's almost like I, I would call it, like, physical manipulation, where it's like, oh, I'm, like, pulling into, quote-unquote, listen to you more intently and, like, play with my hair. D- like, do those weird, like, moves. Um, well, I think a part of it, too, which is totally normal, is that... Whether you like the person or not, you want to be liked. How yeah, human is that? Why, I think like, that is why I do it, and then that's why I can't tell what's happening. That is so human. Like, just, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, you just, you want to be liked. That's, we all, that's the fundamental human yeah. desire to be accepted and seen for who you are and to feel like other people can see that in you so there's nothing wrong with that but unless you're confusing people which it sounds which is which is what's happening is that i feel like i'm confusing them so the last couple guys that i've dated where this kind of same similar scenario was happening so one guy um we went on like our first date and we had a great time and we connected and I couldn't tell what was happening because it was my first date in, like, quite some time. So I was like, okay, this is the first guy. Like, don't get crazy. <laughs> and four dates in, I still couldn't... He was obviously making plans to see me. So he was interested enough to see me. But there was minimal, like, physical contact. Like, I don't know, like, bumping into each other. Like, shoulder grab. You know, things like that. No, like moves on me anything like that and I remember the fourth date being like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> <laughs> like at, on my fourth date I came in like my um like tattoo clothes which is basically like black on black like scrub wear basically and I was like I don't give a fuck like why are we still seeing each other and that was the day he made a move on me I'm like what it took you this long <laughs> but then other people are like no that's that's a normal amount of time to wait. I'm like, is it? No, I don't. <laughs> I ha- I think the physical aspect of a relationship is so funny, but I think it really just depends on the person and the kind of spaces that you're in that encourage those kinds of kind of physical moments or opportunities or whatever. I don't know that I believe in time frame. I think I do believe that I personally, I know that I can't sleep with someone based on just talking to you online. Oh, I God, once no. tried yeah. that when I first got onto Tinder and there was this guy, <laughs> super cute guy, um, was here overnight, businessy guy, but like great conversation. And then he was just, he had a really good argument. He was like, what's, you know, just come down to the hotel and like, it's two people enjoying each other's like bodies and blah 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 and for some reason it like made a lot of sense to me in terms of like you know what we're just two humans who find each other attractive so like why not and then I literally almost was like sure and then I and then I had this feeling of like I'm gonna throw up because Mm -hmm. I could not even imagine showing up at a stranger's door and being so vulnerable in terms of let's just make out but also sex for me and being intimate with someone for me is so hugely a mental mm-hmm. thing as well like I mm-hmm. really need to feel like I mean there's something that I admire or enjoy in terms mm-hmm. of your, your companionship and your conversation to me without that sex is just a physical 
like this is why I always give it up here type thing right like <laughs> I I will always commend escorts like how do you why do you you just walk in the room and you're like because yeah. I think we're talking about different kinds of intimacy but I think maybe it's still the mind frame that like I you would, have to pretend that you're into the guy. I would love for you to talk to someone who does sleep with guys on Tinder just for fun. Because one of my very best friends who is gay talks to me. He's now married. But he used to say, like, gay dating apps are pretty much guarantee just, you just, yeah. like, hook up with as many guys as possible. Yeah. And I, I know their whole world is, like, different. And it, like, it's it's not the same. But I, and I, know, but I know that there are females and males who just have that mindset if that's what they want and that's great for them. Like, go find each other and do mm-hmm. what you're going to do. But I just know that it doesn't work for me. So then when it comes to a physical thing in terms of how fast you move and stuff like that, I know that I'm a super affectionate person and I love hand-holding and mm-hmm. hugs. I think one of the most romantic... I was dating a guy for three or four months and I remember one of our second dates, we were at Granville Island and we were waiting at a stoplight and he just pulled me in and gave me the biggest kiss and kind of just like held me and I just thought to myself I think I said it out loud I was like whoa that's pretty intense and he was like you are the kind of girl who deserves to be like made out with on the side of the street and I was just like wow like that was that's that's very romantic yeah I was like okay sure and he was just like he was just so unapologetically affectionate because he felt like that's just what he wanted to do. Yeah. I remember I thought to myself in that moment, I really feel receptive to this, where I feel like maybe some people would be completely turned off by that in terms of, like, let We're us scared. not make out yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the street. But to me, it was just, it didn't matter who was around us. It was about two people who just just wanted to be affectionate. With each other. And I'll always remember that moment, I think, because... It made me feel really loved by a stranger and, and yeah. seen by a stranger in the yeah. way that I want to be seen and loved. So, yeah. The sure why not guy, like, I hate how I still have him on my mind because of our such a romantic date that we had. Like, I, we were, we had drinks at, um, which, anyways, I don't like the place that we went to get drinks, but whatever. He's obviously not from here. He didn't know. Anyways, when we were walking across the bridge... You're going to have to tell me where it was offline. Oh, no. It was Hello Goodbye. Oh, I don't even know. I'm not... It's P.S. a nightclub. I'm not cool enough to know what that means. Like, I've I never don't. even been... Like, <laughs> shockingly, I've never been to Hello Goodbye, but I know... I think it's the old Georges. Okay. Whatever. It's in Yaletown. And um, we had drinks there, and I remember it, there was, like, so much chemistry between us, and... People are partying, and all we're doing is just staring at each other off of two bar stools, just kind of like, <laughs> so what are we doing later? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> like, we're just going to sit and stare. And then he, when we were walking across the bridge, it was such a romantic moment, like at the very top of the bridge. He's like, well, I told you I would walk you halfway. This is halfway, so either you tell me that you want me to keep going or we ended right here. And I remember being like, fuck like this is such a fairy tale moment and then we had this magical kiss and like cars are going by and honking and it was like ah and then he turns out to be a fraud anyways might i say though that i feel like those moments that we have with people and that we have with each other if there was a way to have a perception about it 
that just is an appreciation of the fact that we all have that capacity to be so mm-hmm. lovely and romantic and to see the best in someone else, whether it's a stranger or not. I think it's something that I try really hard to do is, especially when things don't end well, I try really hard to remember those moments where it was that kiss on the side of the street or was that awesome first date where we just walked on the beach for hours. Like I try not to take that moment and turn it into something bad in terms of like, and Mm -hmm. then it just went all to shit, you know? Because those are really beautiful moments that in that moment Mm -hmm. was enough for both of you. And the fact it's really, I mean, and I, I think it's just so normal to want to chase those moments as much as you can and to when you're chasing for them and not able to find them or recreate them anymore because reality sets in I think that's always heartbreaking and that's where relationships become real but I love that my next romantic moment with someone could be tomorrow away you know and I Mm -hmm. think that that doesn't mean that because I have a moment with someone, they're going to be that person I'm with. But mm-hmm. it's part of the magic, I think, of dating. If we're going to talk about anything positive that comes out of mm-hmm. this crazy world of just meeting each other. But to give someone the chance to just be mm-hmm. that for a little bit and to be able to accept it. What a wonderful thing. It's very magical. <laughs> it's so magical and it's so nice. And you feel like it should be a movie. And you're like, and then you start spiraling, like the thoughts start spiraling in your head. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's that energy that carries you, carries you through the next little while, right? That's mm-hmm. like the romance, like, I you just want to see the best to it. in you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, that's where, that's where I think maybe even a person like mine gets caught in not seeing enough of those moments, mm-hmm. especially early on. I think to myself, those moments should be a lot more frequent than they are right now Mm -hmm. because it's still new and we should still be really into it and I think that there are ways to recreate moments like that within your relationship always um I think that that's something that I in my longest relationship ever we just stopped trying we just we stopped creating those moments with each other and then we broke because neither of us felt special anymore and I think that when relationships become real creating those moments takes work and Mm. in the beginning because you don't know each other it takes less work because your mind is just filling in the blanks of all these incredible things that it could be but when you actually get to know a person recreating those moments is difficult because then you start to think okay well he he really hates sitting on the grass when it's wet so I have to recreate Mm. this moment and do it on a beach and then he's Mm. thinking well she doesn't like to you know be outside when it's cold you know so Mm -hmm. we can't do it on this night we're gonna have to whereas those first dates it's part of the romance that it's cold and the grass is wet and that you're you know lying in the sand on a beach and you're not supposed to have a dog there and you're sitting on wet sand like all of those things I think in the future just they get all muddled up and it's too bad do you think those magical moments happen because you're nervous more more or less they happen because you're nervous I find I have found that all of those like beautiful romantic moments have happened to me predominantly when both of us are nervous. I don't think it's when you're nervous. I think it's when you're hopeful. Yeah, you're hopeful because you have no idea what's about to come. <laughs> I think it's I think it's yeah. the most genuine raw 
feeling of hope that you could possibly have for a stranger. You're just Mm -hmm. holding on to that moment as much as you can. I mean, lying on a beach with a stranger and just not wanting to say goodnight because you just want to be with each other and know Mm -hmm. each other and be under the stars and talk about the future. Like, all of those things of our hope. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's what you wish to believe is true. You're trying to hold it and keep it. And I think, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a dreamer. Just like I am you. such a dreamer. I am My such friends a romantic dreamer. harp it's... on me all the time for being a hopeless romantic. And so, okay, so I do this thing, dear future husband, where <laughs> I write to my future person. So I, oh, on the so side. so sweet. <laughs> I am, I, uh small plug for my side gig so I run journaling workshops because Mm -hmm. writing has always been a big part of my life anyways I've been writing letters to my person for as long as I can remember and I remember one night I wrote that if I am a crazy hopeless romantic and everything that I want to believe in finding a person is just too crazy it's too much to ask it just doesn't exist in this world, then all I hope is that there's one other person out there who is crazy like me, mm-hmm. you know? And then I just I just write to that person and say that that's all I need. I don't need 100 people mm-hmm. that are going to love and accept me that way and that I'm going to choose to believe that that person exists for myself mm-hmm. for as long as I can. And it's like my friends who would listen to this are probably just thinking oh my god that's such a classic carol thing to say but i think that is so sweet like is it sweet is Is it naive sometimes it feels naive but it's it's what i believe it's almost um it's almost like it's so sweet thinking that like if you're gonna uh, that guy who gets to maybe potentially see those letters and hopefully appreciate them right and have that str- like even stronger bond between you that like that is so romantic right and it's like it should be straight out of a movie um <laughs> i should probably start doing this because I, d- I do it i sometimes get angry in my letters i say like where are you in terms of i will write to him in terms of like i just can't wait to know what it feels like to be held by you like i can't wait to share my days with you and I can't wait to make difficult life decisions with you. And is that romanticizing all of the pieces of what it means to be in a relationship with someone? Absolutely, because I've seen relationships that my friends are in. I've been in relationships before. I'm not saying that's all that I want from a person, but somehow writing makes, it helps me to believe that it could be true for me, Mm -hmm. that I could find that person. Yeah. And that person could find me. And it's not just about me finding them or them finding me, but just that sometimes you lose hope in yourself that what you're looking for could exist. And it's my little way of making it feel more real. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that. As cheesy as maybe some people might think, I fucking love it. There are it's definitely people just rolling their eyes like crazy I, like, right I'm now. I'm the type of person <laughs> who, like, every, most of my life people have been like, oh my god, you're like a cold-hearted bitch. Like, your heart is made of Which stone. Which I do not see in you at all, FYI. I, I, I'm definitely better <laughs> now, but, like, shit like that, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to <laughs> cry all night. This is so sweet. I was almost crying explaining it to are you. Are you kidding I don't me? I was, like, holding I've, back. I'm like, oh my god. I don't think I've ever really, like... <laughs> I've shared that with some girlfriends before, but 
I think that is so sweet. I think a lot of people, a lot more people should do that. And I th- it's good to, I think it's good to do that because then you actually would know what type of person that you do want. Well, right? I think and it's, almost it's manifesting. manifesting. Yeah. It's yes. Mani- oh my gosh. Yeah. We yeah. just had a look there <laughs> for everyone it's listening. Mani- yeah. <laughs> manifesting a man because funny things have happened recently to me in the, in the dating world. So, uh, the first guy I dated this year, um, I, I, I didn't date for a, wh- a while. Um, what should I call him? We'll call him Nerd Alert because that's what everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> like they have Nerd Alert. Nicknames for your guys. <laughs> I need to have nicknames cause, because like people forget actual names, right? So n- uh, six months prior to me meeting Nerd Alert, my f- I was like frustrated with my friend outside, uh, somewhere outside of a bar or something like that. And she's like, well, what kind of guy are you looking for? And I was like, I want a guy who has an, a life that I think is more interesting than mine because I'm tired of being the person who has the interesting life. Mm. And I'm tired of people thinking like, oh my God, she's so cool. And then I try to talk about you and I'm kind of like, you're boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's really harsh, but yeah, It is yeah. harsh, but that was kind of, that's been my reality. But I think what you mean to say, another translation of that that I hear when you say that you want someone whose life is more interesting is that who it's that I think it's more who you think it's more interesting but it's that you ultimately want to be inspired by the person that you're right. with in that very intimate way like we're talking about this very unique kind of human relationship where you share a part of your life that is completely different than the way you share with anyone mm-hmm. else and in that way I think you want to feel like that person adds to your world. And the more work you do on yourself, which I've found at least, the more work you do on yourself, the more you realize that you don't need anyone to fill any pockets anymore. Mm-hmm. But then whatever you are, sure as hell better be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because my life is great already. Yeah. And so the idea of someone coming into my world and not being interesting, just mm-hmm. to kind of echo what you're saying, I think isn't necessarily a narcissistic, like, I'm so interesting, so you must be interesting, but it's about, like, I want to feel like you push me and I'm inspired Mm -hmm. by things that you do and that there's something... Because that is... When you talk about what is attractive in humans in general, I think that that is something that's just so... It's it's universal in friends, too, right? Yeah. I mean... And so I remember saying, I, I want a guy who has a bit of a more interesting life. I want... I said, I want a man who most likely isn't from here. Um, because I'm not from here. I'm not from Canada, right? And I was like, I do, I connect better with people who aren't from Canada or, you know, immigrants, I should say. Where are you from? I'm from Russia. Uh, I think I know that. Yeah, and then I've I've lived in different random places in the world. And so, and when I say my life has been interesting, it's those life changes that I've had, not necessarily like my day-to-day life is so fucking interesting, <laughs> but like the, the hurdles that me and like my family have gone through, People, you, when you go into detail, a lot of people I notice will be like, wow, uh, like most people in Vancouver haven't gone through that. And I get it and it's fine. But for me, I find it more enjoyable to be with another person who has had similar kind of hurdles in life. So I said that and then I met a guy exactly like that. And I was... This has happened to me before. I've totally manifested the next guy I date. I <laughs> was... I I remember staring at him like he told me his life story. And I, I don't want to say it because if he fucking listens, I don't know what he's going to think. But 
Um, he also had. I'll, the only thing I'll say is that he had a South African accent, and I fucking died. How cute for it. is the South African I accent? I fucking love it. It's the cutest when it's just they're talking normal, and all of a sudden they bust out like something. Oh it's God. just the cutest I, thing. I, I, <laughs> when he was talking, I was like, I can't. Please just don't stop. <laughs> and his life was, in my opinion, very interesting. In his opinion, his was boring, which is this like because that's his life. And I was like, well, that's so interesting because that's exactly what I say about mine. So we're both in the same boat, both thinking the other person is more yeah. interesting than ourselves, right? And I thought things were going great, and apparently, uh, so so the whole point was that like, yeah, I manifested this. Or I think I manifested this guy. Things didn't work out. Whatever. And then um, I remember after him, I was like, I, you know what? I really want a guy who, like, has this type of job where he travels for work so that it would be nice to travel more with this person and, like, do this and do that. And obviously I met, sure, why not, you know? <laughs> who the fuck, honestly, like, who the fuck knows? This guy irritates me so much because I've met him. And I don't know the real tea yeah. on him, but whatever. But that brings up a really good conversation around manifesting mm-hmm. who you think you want. Because I have been in the same situation where you think to yourself, that's what I want right now. I want a guy who has a stable job, and I want a guy who loves his family, and I want a guy who knows what he wants. And then you get all of that, but it's it's one of those, Somehow like, be careful what you wish for things, right? Yeah. Because you get all of those things almost so scarily to a T that it misses out on everything else. But then, so. here, and then what <laughs> shocks me is that I remember Nerd Alert sitting in front of me, and I'm like, Nerd Alert? So, I, yeah, I was sitting there, and I was thinking, so because somehow the universe presented this dude for me, do I have to work extra hard to keep him? Or what do I do? Do I just let this naturally flow? Or do I work extra hard? And I was conflicted as to what to do. And unfortunately, things didn't work out because he thought it, it was moving too fast, which in my defense, I think it wasn't. I wasn't trying to make it into a relationship at all. But it sucks. And I was like, I really want to like message him and be like, what happened? Like, what the fuck happened? What was in your head? You probably, I don't know, whatever. That's a whole other fucking thing. I tangent, hope you get to the point where anyone who treats you like that is going to become someone that you just don't care to give the time to. Because I've had yeah. that happen once where actually, I didn't meet him online. He was a uh, hookup through a friend and he kind of was the most fantastic person it was the night before my birthday and he took me to the beach and dinner and we had our first kiss and everything was so great and then he just like completely disappeared and i that just truly this isn't it's not because i'm like so amazing but this just doesn't typically happen to me i think i i'll either tell you straight up if i think we're gonna get into relationship world like let's just respect each other enough not to do that so I remember when it happened, literally, I was on site, so for work, I go on install, and I travel, and I remember literally being on install, I was in Texas, or Nova Scotia, I can't remember, and I was texting in pictures of the install, we're having, like, a normal conversation, and then just, like, gone, 
Like, did not hear from him. For, but you know what? This is... I didn't follow up either. So it's totally on me, too. Like, I sent out a question, like, how are you feeling? Because he said he was sick the other day, and I didn't respond. And, like, when he didn't respond, I didn't respond. And I think that says a lot about me, too. So that brings up, I think, coming out of this most recent dating experience. I don't know that it was a full-on relationship, but dating experience that I have these standards for what I want to see in other people, but I don't do them myself. Yeah. Which is, I want a guy who's going to fight for me. You know, I want a guy who's going to put in the effort to say, you know what, yeah, this is hard, and we're going to have to work through some stuff, but let's do it. Yet, I have not said that to anyone in my life Mm -hmm. uh probably my best friend because we just bought a westphalia together but (laughs) super fun and off topic and we we've also relationship wise gone through our own stuff but the difference is we have such a good foundation of friendship that ideally the way that we worked through our conflict is how it would work in our relationship but it just brought out these things where it's like i have not fought for a relationship either Mm -hmm. i've I wrote, because, you know, today has been quite a day of processing just ending that relationship or pausing it or whatever it is. And I remember writing to myself in third person, which I do sometimes, that she always, she only knew how to dis- disappear. Because it is, it's what I do. Like, if something doesn't work out, I'm just like, bye. bye. It's so much easier to do bye. And it's so hard because sometimes I think if I actually did what I wish other people would do for me, I wouldn't walk away so easily. So, um, yeah, it is so much easier to say bye. I, and you know what? I, I've also have not said that to another person because it means that you need to be vulnerable, right? And then what if you're vulnerable to the person and they kind of just go, meh, (laughs) and then you're crushed, and then that puts another mark in, on like on your heart and then you take that to the next person and you take it to the next person. But uh, when you were saying about like rejection, I was also talking about this last night. Um, there's a line that I love to use and I, it's so fucking true, especially with women. Rejection fuels obsession. Yeah. And most of the time men are rejected more than women and they're used to rejection and women aren't rejected as much. And so, so when we do get rejected, we go fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> and we'll do the weird thing. We'll, we'll text you, I love you. And then three weeks later, oh my God, I fucking hate you. And yeah. then like back and forth. So my issue is that I go cold completely. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do that too. It's, and it's brutal because I think, I feel like the last, not this recent one, but the, the one before him, I genuinely feel like I wish I could be not someone who just walked away from it, but I can't. And it's because of my mm-hmm. own insecurities of just needing to be like, you know what? I don't like the way you treated me, so mm-hmm. goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And it's really sad that relationships have to be like that. And I have to say that, let's say the number four for relationships in the past like three years and by relationships they're loosely defined as exclusively sleeping together and not seeing other people and trying to see if there's a future together so if we define that as a relationship out of those 
I'd say two of them have actually turned into relationships, like Mm -hmm. friendships, people I would and I do legit just talk to from time to time Mm -hmm. and who I talk to about their dating experiences now. Mm -hmm. And again, those ones are so beautiful to me because it's like I genuinely liked you as a person. Mm -hmm. And although there was hurt potentially at some point in the relationship, we're not going to let that define that I met you. It's the ones where I meet you and I have to forget you that absolutely break my heart because in what other aspect of the world of meeting people do you meet someone and say you're not my kind of person so I'm just gonna forget you like I let you into my life for a month a couple of months uh whatever it is and I'm talking about obviously people you have dated for a while and not someone you met like once one night but Mm -hmm. like in what other human relationship do you say hey great to meet you I'm breaking up with you so (laughs) peace be with you and I and then it's like you didn't even know each other like I think that that is one of the most heartbreaking things about letting someone new into your life and that's why it feels so vulnerable I kind of wish it could just be like I'm gonna get to know you and let's just respectfully see where this goes and always keep a line of communication open because clearly we met and fell for each other for a reason and Mm -hmm. if you kept those lines of communications open imagine what you could do with those relationships when the time is right Mm -hmm. instead of it just being like and we broke up because you were an asshole or i was a bitch like Mm -hmm. i really think that that's missing Mm -hmm. and it's hard because when you're hurt I'm speaking from someone who has been and is currently going through pain. Mm-hmm. You just want to retreat. So, yeah. Um, I had something in my head. <laughs> Hold on. You, had a, you were talking about something and then I was going to say something. Oh. Um, when you are getting to know somebody do you if you feel like this could potentially go somewhere and you're really interested in this person do you wait to sleep with them or do you kind of go with the flow with whatever feels good go with the flow go with the flow what Uh, about you um i have a hard time with that one i i used to i used to do go with the flow um, I think when I was really young, like we all did the, oh my God, I, I won't sleep with you for like six <laughs> dates <laughs> or like 30 days or whatever the fuck it was. But, um, I, I think my new thing is to, I want to get to know you, which usually takes about three dates and then I'll f- feel it out. If do I still want to sleep with you or do we just make this kind of like a casual dating thing, like actual dates? Have you talk to a boy about this question um no but i should i would love to know his i response. would love to know too i think most guys will would say go with the flow i think go with the flow for me not because i'm i i i think it's go well i know but it's go with the flow for me because i've tried to hold off before like when i think of my last kind of situation where I tried to kind of be like, let's just not jump into this. The chemistry was so strong and it was just Mm -hmm. like the moment kept presenting itself. And it was just this thing of like, I just want to explore being with you in this way so much. I get addicted to that. It's 
Well, it's really hard to fight. And then yeah. you just think to yourself, and it's fine. And I, I can honestly say I'm either lucky or I've just had the opportunity to meet some really decent human beings. But I've, I can honestly say I've never slept with a guy and have him disappear or it be over or whatever that is. Like, so I'm not saying that's because I'm so amazing. I think I'm saying because regardless of how soon it is or after it is, there's always a level of comfort and commitment to what you think you want this to become for me before that happens. So mm. it's either pretty clear that you're so into each other that it's going to be something that you try together or um, you've had that conversation and you say you're not going to be seeing other people, whatever it is. But I very, I can't remember a situation, honestly, where I slept with someone and it was both like, oh my God, that was way too soon. Like, peace. Can't do it. Can't do it. Like, I honestly can't say that I've had that situation I, I don't before. think there's ever been a situation where you've slept with someone too soon. Yeah. But I have had situations where I was like, you know what? I wish we waited a little bit longer so that we could have actually known each other to have known if we actually wanted to be with each other for longer, if that makes sense. So I've like, there's been situations where I was like, I'll go with the flow, but then our relationship kind of fizzled out because it was no longer exciting. We did all the exciting things in the beginning. And then it was kind of like, I really feel like sex should never be used as like a goal. It should never be something where it's like, that's something that's going to define excitement in our relationship for me if anything that level of intimacy with someone should ideally just get better as you get to know each other better now that i'm older yeah i will 100 percent agree with that yeah but i could see the mindset of maybe not necessarily define my age but i could understand the mindset of it being oh i'm gonna hold off on this and it's gonna be so exciting when it happens Mm or i'm gonna be really conservative about this so that when it does happen he knows that this is a big deal i just i'm so bad at playing games for one i don't like them but it's kind of like me with lying i'm just not good at it like (laughs) i just i'm not a good liar and i'm not good at playing games so i don't you know and at the end of the day um physical intimacy related things you just have to feel it out i think Mm -hmm. so go with the flow is my final answer (laughs) (laughs) final answer all right um what has been your worst date ever? <laughs> I feel like it's a hard thing to say in case the person ever stumbles acro- across. Well, the you, you never. Okay. Well, let's 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 set the scene. Um, no names, obviously. Obviously. No names, and nothing that can identify them. I will just say, if they know that they have been the bad date, then that's one thing. But. We don't want to out them. Okay, I have to think about this one then. I honestly haven't had a lot of terrible first dates. I tend to really appreciate the people that I can meet at least again for that hour and a half. I think the worst one when people ask me that question would just be someone that I met who didn't look like he looked like in his pictures. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was just a little bit disappointing for me in that when you're dating online, it is based on the mm-hmm. image of yourself you put out there. And I think I was more concerned that from his perspective, he didn't feel confident in the version of him that he had to present. You know what I mean? And I just thought to myself, so to be blunt, he was overweight in terms of like mm-hmm. definitely heavier set than in his pictures. 
Was it photoshopped images or like younger? Just younger. Okay. But the crazy thing is, he was still super cute and attractive, and I just wish he'd been confident enough to like post a recent picture. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. And so for me, that was the worst date because I felt like I had been tricked or something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you you meet people based on these playing cards of the best five pictures they have to show you who they are. You're funny and you're witty and you're cute and you're sexy. And okay, fine. Now we're going on a date and the conversation has been decent enough to want to see you in person. Then you meet that person. So I'd say my worst date was just that being so far from what I thought it was going mm-hmm. to be in terms of that person and it's really disappointing because truly 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 if he just posted pictures of himself I still would have met him but for me I'm a really active human being I find that someone who takes care of their body it's like an important thing to me that that person really also does that for themselves mm-hmm. in the way that they keep physically active and they care about that not because mm-hmm. of aesthetic things but just because of confidence and loving yourself in that way so I think that that was really disappointing for me and then I actually went off online dating for six months after that because I was just like that's I mean I can't yeah it. It, 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 yeah yeah uh, I don't think I've ever met anybody what's that your look, worst yeah or worst? have you met anyone that doesn't look like their pictures um hold on let me extend parking Oh yeah, what time do we have this place till? Um, I have this till seven forty-five. Okay, we'll, we'll do like another ten. Um, okay, my worst date. So yesterday or the last episode, I talked about a date. I talked one about one of my worst dates or two. Actually, no, I did two of my worst dates. So let me think of a worst date. recently because they're never so bad that the word worst could describe them right it's like it was just not good i've had a lot of really bad bad dates in the sense that like fucked up shit happened oh um trying to think like yesterday we talked about this one guy took me to uh, a strip club and no Yeah, I didn't know it was a strip club, and I just, you know, girls started dancing an hour into us, like, having beers, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I was also, like, 19, 20, and didn't have a fucking clue. Oh, my God. That's pretty bad. That's a bad first date. Yeah. That's a very bad first date. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I had one where my cell phone was stolen by that guy, and he, like, would not return it. Even though I had like location on, and bizarre. I bizarre. Yeah, you've been on dates that my mom worry about. My mom worries about me going on. I've She's had always all like, of them. <laughs> "Be careful!" And I'm just like, "Oh, I think." No, no, no. Yeah, I'm no. Good. She's uh, worried because of the dates that you go on. Yeah, right? it's me. It's it's the dates that I talk about that people are worried about. They're like, "What? What kind of relationship have you had?" And I'm like, "Sorry." Um, what else has been a bad date or a bad scenario? I've had just like really unsafe times. Like if you look back on it, things that I've done when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19, and you're like, what the fuck were you doing? Like ended up (laughs) at some random dude's house that you've just met and you're kind of like, why? Yeah. But that was like kind of, well, 
in my group of friends or like where our, my environment nobody knew any better yeah right you just trusted everybody you didn't know like the bad things that could happen so i once met a guy who went the guy that i ended up dating for three to four months and i we went for a walk at pacific spirit park and it was great and it was really lovely and i loved being outside and it was but then in retrospect my girlfriend was like you did what She's like, you met a person that you've never met before. You basically met a stranger in a park and <laughs> went for a walk with them. Uh-huh. And that's how people die. And uh-huh. I was like, uh-huh. oh, shit. Like, yeah. and, and I told I told him about it and he laughed. But I was like, note to self, like, maybe stay in public spaces for meeting people online. That was the only time. But I didn't, I don't know, because just, I don't know, it ended up obviously working out for a little bit with him. So, but I remember my girlfriend being like, are you crazy? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just remembered, I remembered a date. Okay, <laughs> I went on a date. Nothing ever happened with this guy. I met him. He was a lot older than me, and he was, like, super cool and funky and hipsterish before hipster was cool. Um, <laughs> and I should maybe say, like, this was, like, 2010. <laughs> so, like, yeah, almost, like, 10 years ago. And we met at this one bar that I always took my dates to because I felt safe there because I kind of knew the wait staff. And yeah. And I knew how to get out of the restaurant That's if a I thing, could. by the way. There's a yeah. code word for girls, I think, now to tell bartenders if you feel like you're uncomfortable. We'll have to look that up. Oh, well, yeah, I'll have but to look I that saw up. It, yeah. So I took him there, and then he was going to... He invited me to a barbecue with his friends the next day, which I was like, what? And then he was going to give me a ride home. What he didn't tell me was that he made his car out of a garbage can. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It was a garbage can. (laughs) Like... He, it was like what a, are you saying, it Paulina? Like, it's like, like a what DIY are the words car. that you're saying? It was like a DIY car. What is car. a DIY? I'm like so <laughs> It's like the body, the body of like this old ass brown like rusted vehicle. There were and like just random shit attached to it to like make it still look like a car. Like in order <laughs> in order for the passenger door to open, he had to like I think he had to, like, climb through a window to open a door, one of the doors. <laughs> and like, the Wait, seat, hold on. Did you get into of this? Of course I got vehicle? into the car because I was an idiot and I needed to get a ride home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember sitting. It wasn't even, oh like, a God, regular car seat. Me. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a regular. Oh, what's he staring at? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, it wasn't even like a regular car seat. It was just like some <laughs> janky chair thing. Oh my gosh, we need to work on your like red flag moments. Yeah. That's why I stopped dating. <laughs> I stopped dating for a good maybe four years. Like I've had dates here and there, but um oh, one of another bad I won't say this is my worst date, but it was a bad date. It was clearly supposed to be a date. And this guy comes out in his sweatpants, and I'm like dressed up. I met at a guy at a bar once that was wearing short sweatpants and a sweatshirt. To this day, he will not. He'll be like, "No, I wasn't. I swear to you, he was." Because yeah. I will never forget being like, "I am wearing a cute leather jacket right now, and uh-huh. like I did my hair, and you are uh-huh. literally looking like you just came out of the gym." And I, I called this guy out too, and I was like, "You're wearing sweatpants," and. This is what he said. Yeah, but I have a Mercedes. 
Ew. And I was like, excuse me? And we look, yeah, he had a convertible Mercedes. Gross. And I was just kind of like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you get to wear sweatpants to this cafe. Not into it. While we're meeting for the first time. I think the way that a person carries themselves is such um, a telling thing. Just, it doesn't, you know, like, it's so, it's like those little unspeakable things. And it doesn't even really have to do with what you're wearing, but it's how you carry yourself around it. And if you're going to say something like, I'm wearing sweatpants because I own a Mercedes, that's a problem. Because that's just i mean so douchey uh what's the first it's way too low-hanging fruit stereotypical yeah Yeah. (laughs) um what's the first thing that you notice when you go on a first date what's the first thing you kind of like suss out in a dude this is gonna sound really weird posture Mm. my read on a person is how like, from the get-go, if they're carrying themselves in a way where it's, like, their shoulders are back and they're looking around, are they hunched over looking at their phone? Do they have bad posture? I mean, that makes me sound like I'm so no. conservative, but there's something about the way a person holds their body that I immediately find so attractive. And it's really weird because I can also see it in their pictures. So mm-hmm. it's that quiet, comfortable way that they're holding themselves that I notice first. And then I think from there, it's, I think I want to say that there's one thing, but I really think it's, it's that because I think of the last person that I just was dating. And when I saw him, I just saw him as a whole person and Mm -hmm. it, and I liked what I saw. I thought it was really great. And I think maybe I noticed hairline, maybe? Sometimes I notice hairlines. Um, Are you for balding or no balding? I don't think I'm for or against. I think it just happens, but... I, I, I hate to judge guys on balding, but if you are balding, I feel so like it's easier mean. for you to shave. Um, I think... I feel like I've been trying to think of... <laughs> I'm thinking of my last couple of people that I dated, and they all have really good good heads of hair. Um, maybe I'm, like thinning sometimes, but it doesn't. I never really care. bother yeah. me that much. I think I've really, for me, being attracted to someone, I now know is a lot more than just tall, dark, and handsome. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I think I used to think that I had a type and then I dated that type a lot. I only dated that type for long enough to realize that that actually means not a whole lot at the end of the day because you're what I want to look at, but there's so much more missing that I Mm -hmm. now have, I think, such a wider range of open-mindedness. But on Mm -hmm. the flip side, I think it's like, again, it goes back to that, like, if you're someone who looks like you sit on your couch all day, every day, and play video games, I'm not going to swipe right and I'm mm-hmm. not going to probably get along with you so of course looks matter in that respect but posture what about you what's the first thing you notice um I will always try to see their shoes oh I, it's, shoes it's, too for sure but like yeah, first, it's, first it's not to judge like oh is it brand name shoes it's not about no. that it's more shoes say a lot about a people yeah it 
did you make effort for this today? How clean are your shoes? What type of shoe is it? Like, um, are you wearing sneakers? Mm -hmm. And what state are they in? Like, I look at that because then you can kind of tell what their personality is like. Like, if I come on a date with my, like, kind of, like, dirty-ass converse, but the rest of me is cute, it's me. I feel it shows that I'm just pretty cash. Yeah. And I'm not uh, playing this in my head too much. Yeah. Right? And so I've... I love it when a guy puts on a nice shoe because then oh. I'm like, oh, you thought about your outfit. So that means you thought about how you're boys of Vancouver. Yeah, you thought about how you're like going shoes. to present yourself and you're trying to present the best of yourself. And I really dig that. Um, I think another one that I notice is their, I guess it's their, I mean, I would say their whole face, but like their eyes and their smile, like if they're both connecting. I was connecting, just going to say smile. Yeah, but if your eyes are connecting with your smile. Yeah. Because you can smile, but your eyes aren't smiling. I'm such a sucker for a good smile. Same. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Like, I feel like smiles could melt my heart. And I feel like, yeah, a good smile is... And also, you can tell, like, when someone sees you and they smile for the first time or even a couple dates in, just that look of, like, hey, you, like, it's you. And then it's just, it's like, it's uh, body language. It's one of the most wonderful things to be greeted by. It's the best form of communication. Body language, like, I always am amazed when people, two people who barely speak the same language find themselves in love and I'm like it's obviously body language there's yeah. obviously something that you're exuding your, like with your body that the other person is clearly understanding yeah, yeah. Like, and I love that and that I, I dig like human behavior and like how we communicate in ways that aren't verbal yeah um, but yeah I definitely yeah I love to, to read a person's like facial expression yeah. like within the first five minutes to see do they want to be there? And or do also, they not want to be there? This is also going to sound weird, but it <laughs> it's just me as a person. But energy is huge for me. Yeah. I can feel people's energies. It's I know it's just like getting You're into like a crazy yeah. place, but I definitely am an empath. And I feel like I can tell what you're bringing into that moment usually. And sometimes it's nervousness. Sometimes it's... Yeah, it's just... I love a guy the, it's who's the nervous. It's the good vibes, right? For me, I just, if I feel a goodness around you, it's just, it instantly makes me feel attracted to you in just the way that I think comfort and ease with people is one of my top things. But I feel like that's one of those things that's difficult for me to feel with lots of people. I can put out that I'm comfortable with people, Same. but for me to genuinely feel... Mm -hmm. comfortable with other people I think takes me time because just like we said earlier those first dates you're just kind of being really aware and trying to be respectful and conscious of how you're moving around someone but yeah. god a good smile is um and that maybe yeah you could just go into so many different things <laughs> hugs <laughs> whether they shake your hand or give you a hug or like, i never i never know what to do do you like shake a hand or or a hug? i usually go for a hug yeah i'm gonna try to do more hugs but i love <laughs> i absolutely i find it especially if the guy's good looking and you can tell that he's into you i love it when they're nervous <laughs> because it almost it's to cute. me it's, yeah it's cute but it's like it's oh you're you also have no idea what the fuck you're doing yeah 
and yeah. we're, we can at least both yeah. bond on the fact that we're both clueless. Yeah, and I think it's really sweet when you're both kind of nervous, right? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like the last person, yeah, just because he's the, the latest one, I feel like we were both kind of just nervous because we both instantly were just kind of like, ooh, this is interesting. So yeah. it was really nice, and yeah, it was good. That's good. <laughs> well... I think we should end it on that note. Yeah. Thank you so much for so having much me. So much fun talking to you. Like this went so much better than I even like possibly oh, could have dreamed of. If any human actually listens to an hour <laughs> and 33 <laughs> minutes of this, thank you for making it this far. 90% oh. of those people will be friends that I share this you with. You know what? I really I do think someone's going to get some positive. Hope so. Positivity out of this. Like someone has to. Like it just has to. Um, but thank you so much for coming out and I think what you're doing spending is time with me and just sharing your insight. It's been fucking amazing. And uh, maybe we can like, get together soon and let's do it again. Chat more because I have so many more. Let's questions manifest together our men. Let's I'm gonna like, start journaling to my man. Just write a letter. Fuck. I think the more people you can talk to and the more people who can listen with openness and the awareness that we're all just so similar in terms of wanting to love and be loved, the more maybe we can just be a little bit better at dating each other. So, I mean, there's so many people out there. I'd like to think that there's someone for everyone if you want to try. Mm -hmm. So, but that's the hopeless romantic in me. um, To whoever's listening, I think, I hope you find your man. Or not, no, no, no. I hope <laughs> you find your somebody and your or at least dream of the somebody and be open to the fact that maybe physically or in other ways they may not be what you actually think they are going to be. Which but, is the case so much of the time. Yeah, but open to accepting a person into your life <laughs> that you want to be with. So thank you so much, Carolyn. And... Um, yeah we're gonna end it on that thank you for listening to love stuff uh you can find us on twitter at love stuff show any questions comments and concerns you can email at love stuff podcast at gmail.com and i'll chat with you later okay bye bye